right. Well, welcome back, everybody, uh, to another episode of Laughter the Club. Um, tonight it is myself, Jeff, and we have with us Barrett and Jeanette and whoever the hell else decides to jump on as we go. Duval. You didn't say where I was from, Jeff. Uh, I apologize. He's from Duval. They have a Hall of Famer now. Shout out Tony Baselli. Shout out USC's Tony Baselli. Oh, I'll toast you to that. Okay. There you go. Um, All right. So (laughs) (laughs) were you you laughing? Just as no, because I just saw him toasting, and I was just like, "Yeah, I actually toast my camera." That happened. Uh, Good, Uh, Barrett. (laughs) You want to start us off with some musical talk? No. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, as most people know, I am a thespian or a former thespian. I love me some theater, and I loved this cast album's music. It was not quite a musical. I would like to just say that it is the music of a musical. It is called a cast album, but that's no shade at the musical itself because the music slapped. I have a question. So we were talking about this before. Is a cast album presumably the album that a cast from a musical would be making, right? So that suggests that there is an underlying musical before the cast album, right? Typically it is, yeah, I don't think it's written like all songs first. I think that there is a story and that they're setting this up to go visual. Absolutely. Okay, so... Still in like a weird little, I still think it's an album personally, but whatever. Um, what was your guys' favorite song? Ooh, I actually have a top three. Oh, let's hear it. You ready? Okay, so outside looking in the Juju Gotti interlude where he talks about how great musicals are. And this is why because my first time listening through, um, well, the best way to put it is that the Jet song was it, it took me out of it a little bit. And I didn't really listen to the Greg Cody song so much because I was thinking, is that really what Stu Gotts just did? And then Juju brought me back. He brought me back into it. And he was like, uh, and you know, he like spoke to me directly, the theater person. I was like, you're right, Juju. This is magical. And I need to straighten up and get back in it and yeah so i restarted and listened again from the top i thought i thought juju's interlude was was excellent it was kind of made you want to run through a brick wall kind of for andrew lloyd weber yes that's right absolutely Um, all right so number three my number three song is goat Mr. Chris Cody himself and ensemble, of course, but he got up there. All right. He like, man, it was like an eighties rock band or, or, well, that was more of Billy's song in all in. That was more of the eighties vibes, but still he got up there and it was pretty impressive. My number two song, and this one we were treated to a little bit. But that's Take Me There. That's Jess's song and Chris Whittingham and Billy. Super Boulder, Super Boulder, Super Boulder. Oh, my God. That song was so good. And it leads into the final act of the show perfectly where everybody's out west. So, like, the show starts and they're all around the Clevelander or whatever. And I'm sure they'll do something for the middle part. And then they're out west. And Take Me There is a great transition into that and then of course the best song of the cast album was greg cody's back in my day i mean he stole it he his what what is this objectionable face you're making jeanette no because earlier you said that you didn't like that that one kind of like took you out and that juju's um you know his um interlude brought you back in so i just did not have greg cody's back in my day factoring into your top three no so if you're listening to the podcast that you're on it was stugatz's song that took me out of it 
And then I didn't really listen to Greg Cody's song because I was too busy thinking, wow, the Jets. So I restarted the musical after hearing the interlude. Like, I feel like they just kind of tried to dumb it down as much as they could for Stu. So he didn't have that much stuff to fuck up. Well, and so they mentioned also that they had to make some changes and alterations specifically for Stu. And I'm thinking like, how ambitious did they make it? And how much did they have to cut it to all he was doing was just saying the Jets? Yeah. But I feel like they could have pulled from any of the episodes of of where they're discussing the Jets or, you know, Adam Gase being fired, the Adam Gase press conference, the butt fumble. And they probably, maybe right there, they could have lifted a more like him just going the jets you know but then they probably have to snip i hate them i was waiting in his song i was waiting for the i hate them because i was like if he's complaining about them that like throwing in i hate them but it never came so i was well what was what were your go ahead yeah well you have a good top three barrett yeah top four always an outside looking in well, what were your favorites, Jeanette? You know, I don't know if you want to do top three off the top of your head, or if you can, go for it. Yeah, let me bring them up again. Um, I think it kind of kind of matches like what Barrett had, except my outside looking in is L.A. I have already tweeted the mayor, the current mayor, outgoing mayor, Eric Garcetti, that that should be the unofficial official anthem of Los Angeles. Bonus points for the mention of Skid Row. Um, it's it's already in my um, Mount Rushmore of songs devoted to Los Angeles. As you know, people know I do not like um, I love L.A. You know, Randy Newman, you've had your time. You know, it's time to usher you out. I would like for L.A. from the big game to be played at LAX. You're coming into the city. You get to hear this. You know, it mentions the beaches, the Walk of Fame, Whiskey A Go-Go, the Roxy. Super like old timey references. I don't think a lot of people really go to them anymore. Not just for like COVID reasons, but it's just like not what young people do outside of my demographic anyways. Um, And then in my top three, but I just had the list. I can't read. I also want the rest of your Mount Rushmore of LA songs. You gave us. I was was going to get there. We need the rest of that. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we'll finish that list after we finish the first list. So um, the big game, the reprise, I the re- I love the addition of Ron with the animal, the zoological facts interweaving with uh, Witty doing a little bit of the play-by-play from the actual game. And of course, the surprise cameo from Izzy Gutierrez at the end. I'm here for the big game musical. That was funny as shit. That was the funniest part of the whole thing. Yeah, that was funny as shit. When when he's just like, oh, shit. Well, who's going to listen to that? (laughs) Yeah, and then he stole stole Twitter when he was like, could have been gayer. I like the, the playoffs or... As well, Um, it was a good opportunity to hear Mike, kind of. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also going to throw in Goat in there. Uh, I I had no idea that that was uh, Lewis doing a guitar solo. So mad props to Lewis for that. What? Yeah. Lewis was the guitar? Yeah, he was like, check out my solo of sorts. And he posted a clip and there was the guitar solo and a flute. And I was like food or guitar and then now everybody's just hyping it up that he was like um on the guitar so that's great yeah Yeah, salute that that makes goat my number two now and take me there goes to number three just from that information we're kind of like parsing hairs then for it to be a musical there has to be the performance you're watching it like with a cast so this is just more of a thematic album right yes definitely as the so it's, it's a concept it's a concept album the theme mm-hmm. is, is football the super bowl the big game that's the per- that is the perfect way to put it concept album yes that that's like mwah, well said as the thespian here you know Whoa, I settle agree. down it's not a musical 
the Heathers, you, right? You are not the only DC? thespian here. You settle down over there. I already gave my bona fides. Uh, and I, wasn't, already put I wasn't here stamp, for it, so I'm just going to assume it. I already happen. put the stamp on that it's not a musical. So um, also, I can't agree um, with you. But let, yeah, let me. Okay. Okay. We let agree. me do my host thing for a second. And we've been joined by Pal. Okay. Hey guys. I just needed to, it's to make sure everybody knows who's here. Okay. Um, Jeanette, did you get through your three songs? You did. Yes, because I remembered oh. how to read. Okay. No, I'll work on my... the Okay, you took the words out of my mouth. But um, you have to sing that with your eyes closed to be yeah. true to the spirit of Dan. But dude, you do not patronize him because that is that you can tell that he is putting his soul into that and specifically in that line. Look, Dan's not the best, but in that line, he <laughs> is killing it every single time. Dude, I'm telling you, that was my favorite song. That's my number one on the album. I racism. love racism. I love yeah, his first word is racism. <laughs> like and then like it's that was the it, second funniest part of the whole musical was what is when he says racism. Is he then him saying racism? Dude, and the other thing in that song too, when he's just like talking about like how they can't get away from it. There's all this terrible crap happening in the NFL and brain injuries and everything, and then it just like drops in a ooh, the witching hour. It's like a distracted kid finding a caterpillar. Ooh, a caterpillar. Uh, it's so goddamn good. Like, I don't have a top three. I just have that one. I love that song. And I could totally see Dan like being nervous about doing this and everything and doing it with his eyes closed. But he totally got into it. Yeah, he and, like, committed. And it, yeah. and it totally worked. Uh, it, it really it, did. It was awesome. I, I I enjoyed that. I've listened to that one a couple of times. I like that one a lot. Do, uh, you guys, okay. do you guys think to increase his comfort level, Mike and JT were like, you can take off your shirt. Just pretend you're, you know, doing an Instagram video. Yeah, walking your dog. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. That's a very excellent point. He seems like he seems to be very comfortable walking around South Beach shirtless and uh, ignoring not picking up his dog's shit. Thank you. I was then, getting ready to say that. That was so weird that he just kept it moving. Maybe he went back and got it. You don't know. No. What? No. He, if you guys heard um, this week, he has a new personal assistant. Uh, Obviously, you know. Chris is Chris since he's now presented by Sheets and Giggles, he's no longer a PA. He has a new assistant, so she was maybe like a couple steps behind maybe the poor unfortunate girl. She's the just, one that picked it up. Walking around picking up she's the, the new mic. <laughs> Job description pick up my dog shit while we walk. Yeah. Take my dad some uh, no sodium soup at midnight. <laughs> Cacao nibs. Allison. Salute, Allison. Salute, Allison. Um, we miss you, Allison. You good? You good? Allie Cat? Yeah, Allie? she's still a she's still a newlywed, right? I think it's uh, uh remember um Mark Hawkman he tweeted about her getting married. I don't think it's been a year yet. So congrats to her and the Mister. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Dude. Cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers. Um, so, Pow, what were your favorite songs on the on the album? Oh man, honestly, "Goat" is the goat song on the album. It's so good. It's a very, very good song. The rhythm, the melody, I was really into it. "All In" is like a one B for me, but even though it's my number two, because that I mean, that is a really good musical song. Like just all around, just a great musical song. And my boy Billy Gill killed it. Dude, Billy I didn't, didn't even know it was him. Killy at first. Bill. Killy Gill. Took, there we it go. It took me the second time I heard it to be like, oh shit, that's Billy. Yeah. And you he can did. imagine a big dance number with that song. That's why I like All In, because you can see like that's that's a huge like end of the act dance number right there. Oh yeah. And it's in they start and it's crazy that they started off with it, but it or it's the second song after Dan saying racism. But like it is wonderful. It is such a good song. And like honestly, I could just end it there with those two, but I gotta go number three is LA, baby. LA all day. I didn't you know enjoy LA. Representation matters, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
I, as the guy from Orange County, I claim LA when it's convenient to me, and then I say that I'm not from LA when it's convenient for me. So for now, I'm the guy from LA. So um, how convenient has it been for you to say you're from Orange County? When's the last time you said you were from Orange County? Uh, conveniently. Uh, well, when he doesn't want to wear a mask. Yeah. Ooh. That's that's fair. I went, man, I went into the liquor store on the corner today without a mask on to, for the first time. Uh, it was both terrifying, but I felt so alive. Good for you. The, the adrenaline pumping through my veins. Today on uh, the most recent stupidity, uh, Zoom Zoom, <clears throat> There was a guy that towards the end, he was like, is there anything you want to plug? And I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. And you were that person plugged and promoted their dog who was like 13 years old. But prior to the conversation, he had asked the group, like, what is something that you could teach or communicate to your dog so that they could be, um, you know, better dogs? And one of the things was like, uh, Stu God said, I would teach Finney that the leaf blower is not his enemy. And Mikey A said something along the lines of that fireworks and thunder, you shouldn't be scared of them and to not, you know, freak out on when he, they hear those noises. So then the question goes to you guys, because we all have good boys and good girls at home. So what would you tell your dog so that it would not only make their life a lot easier, but yours as well? So as soon as I was listening to Zoom Zoom and all that jazz, um i mean i wasn't even in the chat earlier but i was thinking about this already and my very first thought was i would tell him how much i loved him and then i started thinking the practical application of that is probably not so high fairly limited because i'm pretty sure he knows that i love him but that I, I just sat there for like five minutes rubbing his head like, I'd tell you that I love you. That is what I would tell you. And then when I heard a better use of this topic, I was like, okay, let me think about this seriously. And I landed on, if you don't beg, you are so much more likely to get a piece of this chicken or steak or whatever. That is the message that I would give chiefers. Makes sense. I like that. Hmm. I'm still thinking here. What are you going with, Jeanette? Other than please don't rip the hose out of the ground and tear down my entire backyard. So we have a new puppy. Uh, it was the Billy Gill situation where a friend of my brother's could no longer keep this puppy. And we now have it in our household. And he's in the process of being trained but he thinks everything is something that needs to be bitten and destroyed and pulled up by the roots so i would just grab young tony who the hell is tell tony? him <laughs> sorry and i would just tell him you don't have to destroy things and peeing only outside Mm -hmm. When he pees, it doesn't make a sound. He's a silent peer. Like you don't. He's a he silent pee at all? peer. There is, there is no like you don't. There's no puddle. There's, there's nothing. He pees air. Jeanette, you gotta know. choose one. Is it pee inside or is it chew shit up? What are you telling him? Uh, uh, don't <laughs> pee inside. Don't. Pee okay. Because, because I can replace. A hose and buy new plants, but flooring is expensive. There you go. Not just flooring, installation as well. Mm. Tearing up the old floor. And the not, smell. Mm. Not in this economy. Mm, mm, mm. You don't want that smell. You know what people like cat owners? Ugh. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like when we're talking about disgusting. the guy with the horse that, that married the horse. Like, what the hell did that house smell like? Mm -mm. <sighs> I, dude, it made me think of it today. I you know I, I use one of those like apps that's just like a news feed sort of thing that pulls together a bunch of different shit. And some article popped up on there earlier today. It was about a woman who was quote unquote married to a model airplane. And it, <laughs> it just made me think of the horse thing. 
I'm just like, I wish it was a real airplane. Think how wider hallways would have had to be. Is hallways a euphemism? What are you doing there? No, because the horse guy made his hallways extra wide so the horse would fit in his house. God. Gross. Um, yeah, pay attention. So, okay, so here, here's here's a little issue that I'm having here. We got a prison breaker, okay? He likes to sneak out the front door when it's cracked a little bit. And I'd be fine with it if he was just going to do a hit and run, you know, go pee on a little bit of grass and then hop back in, which I would say like one out of every 10 times he does. But typically it turns into like a 20 to 30 minute bathroom fest when he sneaks out that way. And it's just ridiculous because he has so much attitude and he's refusing to come in. So you have to catch him like right when he comes out. And I caught him yesterday doing this and it's very contentious. But you know what? At this point, he's an old man. He's got attitude. He just turned nine years old. And I got I to gotta hit him with one of these. Let me see if I, I have to pull away from the mic. Um, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> get, you piece of shit. Get the fuck inside. And then you'll hear like a from him coming back at me. And I'm like, get inside. And then you'll see him slowly walk in and he's gauging me, seeing where I'm at. And I'm like, <laughs> to right on him. And I'm like, my teeth are all green. It's like that back and forth. But then he slowly creeps into the house and we, he knows, he knows better. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about the facial expression, pal. He's looking at you with that like little look, because if you break that eye contact, it's okay. And he's, he's back out the door. He's back out the door. He's back doing his business. He's taking his sweet, sweet, precious time. And we're just not here for that. Back, go to the backyard. That's what that's for. There you go. There you go. I think I would like to teach. So I've been pondering this. I don't really need to teach Cruiser or anything. He's old and he's easy. It doesn't really cause him any problems. Walter. Oh, Pisses on Cruiser. No, that, he hasn't done that in a long time. But yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad for a while. But uh, no, I'm trying to... I, I would either teach him what a podcast was and that we don't want to bark during it. Or I would teach him that I really, really just dislike one of my neighbors. And so whenever we go on a walk, he should save all his pee and just pee only a bunch at their house. Can I say how funny it was when Jeanette's dog was barking on Jeff and Jeanette have a podcast and then you were ridiculing her. And then in the moment that you were being like, yes, it's not me. You just hear Walter go off in the background. Oh, oh God. Jeanette and I were dying during that. We're just like, oh my God. How is it? I think, I think you, I think baby may was, baby was in that one too. And mm-hmm. it was hubris, hubris. You yeah. had your 10, you had your 10 seconds of looking down your nose at me and then boom. Yeah. Oh God. So uh, it was, that was such ridiculous timing. Pow, you got a lopic? Uh, a lopic. That's a, a good, good question. So I guess you, you could bring this along the lines of what we just talked about right now. And a lot much of it is like a humble brat, not even really a humble brat. It's just bragging. Right? What's Lay up, Walter? out. Let Walter bark. He's got something to say. He's got a lopic, man. Yeah, go off, you asshole. <laughs> Wait, he can take. He has notes. We have to get him out of him. <laughs> this whole time, he's just been wanting to talk about top five Lassie movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easily. Is Homer, ba- Homer Brown's not a Lassie movie, but I was going to say, is it like an outside looking in just because it's not an, a It Lassie should just be movie? dog movies, yeah. Do- okay, do- yeah, top okay. five pooch movies. Okay, yeah, that's fine. So that's do fine. sad dog movies get into this list? Because Old Yeller's a really good dog. All dogs go to really heaven as well. Movie. Yeah, of course. Really I mean, good movie. You have to have these good movies in there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's when- a sad one, but Old Yeller is fucking incredible. But then you just bounce it out with some Turner and Hooch. There you go. Not the modern Dalmatians. one. Dalmatians. Overrated. Mm-hmm. It's oh, not even in the OLI. I don't even think you know we're not even in there because that's kind of messed up. When you the, think, uh, the underlying concept is dogs to, up, for their yeah. fur. Like, uh, yeah, it's one, like, one of those folk tales. Disney should have just let it be. You know what I'm saying? Yes, be Lady and the Tramp, though. That's got to be a top three. Oh, that one's a tearjerker. To be honest, have you watched it in your adult life? Do it. 
The CGI one or the classic animated? I didn't even know they made a CGI one. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, they remade they remade <laughs> they remade one. It's like live action. So the darlings, the the husband and oh, wife, oh, like are the people. Lion King, like what they and then the dogs the are CGI. King. Yeah. Oh my god! Get that out of my life. Nothing oh. stops the NFL. Oh, you know we never got Jeanette's uh, Mount Rushmore of LA songs either. Go Jeanette. <clears throat> pulling out a dramatic list so i also have an oli so there is no um it's mount rushmore and then what's the other like rival monument that never got to be finished because they ran they never had the money for the funding the native american one stonehenge no <laughs> no that's stonehenge uh uh, God. I know what Somebody, you're talking about well, actually. I think it's in yeah. I think it's maybe in the other Dakota or yeah. someplace. I don't know. But that one. We ran out of mountain, unfortunately. So to live and die in LA. So that's my outside looking in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I already mentioned LA from the big game. So three more to go. Hollywood Nights. I love Bob Seeger, guys. So little, that's a good song. Little known fact about yours truly love Bob Seeger. Seeger. <laughs> Regulate. Oh, yeah. Warren G. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe his Regulators! son. Mount Hub. I believe his son last year his, was on the uh, USC football team. I didn't know and, that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Griffith. Griffin. And he has the barbecue sauce. That's uh, also really good. Roy uh, said it was really good as well. So uh, last but not least, L.A. woman. Love the doors. Mm-hmm. Anytime I get to hear something like he came. OK, I know the backstory on that song is incredibly creepy because allegedly Jim Morrison saw like this pretty like 16, 17 year old girl at Santa Monica and he just like wrote a whole song about her and like wanting to get with her. So, you know, it's it's creepy, but it's a really good song. So if we just like kind of take that out of it, separate the art from the artist, great song. Wait, Jeanette, I got I got a what? Oh. <laughs> what? Do you think he'd hop on because he'd Did probably Jeanette just get tased? On hold on, hold on. Did Jeanette just get tased? I feel like Jeanette just got tased and y'all are not even acknowledging uh, yeah. that. Yeah, Jeanette, you good? <laughs> I'm good. I don't say what? <laughs> All I was saying was like, you know, I think I think there are some holes to be poked in your list, maybe. Because Hell yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh yeah, all right. So does does Under the Bridge not fall into a top LA song? No, I don't no? I don't like that song. Don't like uh also I know people always peppers. bring up uh Cheryl Crow. Also, yeah. that that bridge that they sing about no longer exists. R.I.P. Uh, Sixth Street Bridge. Uh, you've seen it a lot in the movies. It's the only like any L.A. based movie. It's what they always used to cross over. Uh, if you've seen like, um, I think Gone in sixty seconds in the in the GT five hundred. Yeah, isn't there like in Greece when they're doing yeah. the drag race? That's in the L.A. River in and the I basin. Think it, yeah, it, 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 com- it comes out. Yeah, so. Um, and then um what that was my limited fake Jeanette. <laughs> i got another that. list right, let's do some more list radio uh, yeah this isn't radio this is better than start one bench one cut one if you wait, listen wait, to last wait 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 i have to pee continue hmm. you said wait well, now we have to wait no okay i, was, I got the reins here waiting. jeff go pee i got i got it i got this okay okay Bear, go ahead with your, with your new list all right, I got my list. So this is the list of best singers. Going back to the cast album, you know, because that's basically all I've been listening to. How many times have you have you, you played that bad boy? In its entirety? Probably only twice. But I have listened to certain songs quite a lot which might have been mentioned earlier in the podcast. 
Number five. And it is solely for his belting abilities. Dan Lebitard gets number five. Ta-da. Because he is putting his heart is into this, and you can feel the soul, the true soul in nothing I'm saying stops racism. the NFL. Is this heaven or hell? I can't tell. Oh my god, number five goes to Dan, even if he can't carry a note during any other time. Ta-da. Do we have to cut that? Because is that licensed? Like, do I have to somebody get a hold of Mike Ryan? No, they want. They absolutely want all of the promotion for this thing. I I guarantee it. It the turnaround is so crazy. I was not expecting to get it that fast. Did you guys already talk about this before I hopped on? How fast they they put this together and like we? How, no, but that it is remarkable. Like salute JT and Mike because th- y'all heard the interview with JT, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it TJ? No, it is JT. JT. Yeah. yeah. No, so he, the, the brutal honesty of we've got somebody scheduled and your song isn't written and it's that same day right now. That's fucking showbiz, man. That is the, that is amazing. Just pressure makes diamonds. That's the best way for me to put it. Mm. Number four. Number four. And I wish he had a few more solos, but our baritone Roy, he kind of gets drowned out in the ensemble moments, but he kills the, uh, like, in Goat. Oh, my God. He kills it in Goat. Do you think if they would have done um, the song with Stu Gotts, if maybe he could have been, like, in there with him instead of being a solo it could have been like jets and then he's like jets. a little bit more like choiry maybe so i would so earlier on twitter i found myself like playing monday quarterback also and then i started realizing man they did this shit in 28 days and they made choices and everything that they did was a choice that they made you know what i mean and like, sure, we're all creative people. And yes, Roy would have absolutely offset Stu's <laughs> phlegm. And, <laughs> and, but that's, you know, that's not what happened. That's not the choice that was made. So if, if Roy were to have been doing his The Raiders like two weeks sooner, how much of that do you think would have been underneath some of these songs? Since it's football related, because I really enjoyed the readers. They might have snuck one in. They might have snuck one in. So number three, singer. And I mean, it's just, I got to give it to Mike. He has so much range and he played filler. You said that the playoff song was like his main one that he led on. And that is true. But his voice is in there playing filler roles in all the ensemble. Well, not all of the ensemble songs, but most of them. And you hear him doing like actual character voices in a couple, which I forgot to write down. But he is doing like a different voice just to offset everything, you know, and like keep it all in cohesive sound. It's his range is amazing. Shout out, Mike. Number two. Billy. Dude, All In could be a radio hit. It didn't make my top three, but it absolutely could be a a radio hit. Blast, smut, blast. Keep going. (laughs) I loved All In. I loved Billy in this. He was incredible. Man, like I said earlier, like, it took me a second to realize it was him. And he, like, you will... I guess they all did. I kind of thought there, it was witty at first because it was so clear and well spoken. There was no. I thought it was. I thought it was JT because I was like, I don't know this voice, right? And, and then I have when he they were talking about it, and he basically said he got that song because Stu couldn't uh, his scheduling conflict. So that was supposed to be a Stu song, 
And then they're like, the only thing they got out of him was the God bless football. And that's when well, I was that, like, oh shit. Like, that's when I realized, oh, that, that was Billy? Like, crazy. Yeah. And, and I, I guess, well, what I was going to say was like, he really went for it. But upon in retrospect, I'm not sure any of them didn't. Like, they all like went for it, except maybe Witty. Um, no, Witty did good in, in uh, Take, or yeah, it's Take Me There. Yeah, Witty did good in that one. Yeah, but it's not, he doesn't really have. I mean, it's not really like he did a lot of heavy lifting with a singing. It was kind of singy-talky sort of thing, you know? Well, and that brings us to our number one singer, Jess Matana. Yes. Her it, voice is incredible. She killed it. it. That was it, awesome. Yeah, I mean, love her or not, um, she she could fucking sing, man. That was pretty damn good. Love her yeah. or not. What? Yeah, because, I mean, saying, you know. she's... She has well documented her love of musicals mm-hmm. and how she kind of grew up as a as a theater kid. Her, you know, uh, was it a Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat? I'm not familiar with it's that raincoat. one. I think it's a Technicolor raincoat. Yeah. No, that's not a raincoat. Oh, and it's the first Friday in Lent. Fuck. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a trench coat. That's shit. it. It was a Technicolor yeah. trench coat. Mm-hmm. No, no, Wait, no. no, it's the Technicolor. Um, I'm thinking of Dolly Parton's coat Here's of many amazing. colors, and I combined it with the Technicolor dream coat of dream Joseph coat, yeah. or whatever. Uh, sorry, no, it, it's Joseph's Technicolor dream coat. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So I was right. I love being right. Love no, but but let's right. be honest. Usually are. Let's be honest. If it was a trench coat, it'd be a lot funnier for title. A trench coat the back David in Byrne. like tr- <laughs> yeah back in AD uh, <laughs> two. Yeah, I always just think of Very a trench coat makes in, in Israel. Yeah, a trench coat just always makes me think of somebody s- selling individual cigarettes. I yeah, don't know Joseph, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. There it is. <laughs> Joseph Slang and Lucy. That's an info. And I do have an outside looking in. All right, let's hear it. Chris Cody for how he got way the fuck up there in goat. He hit. A peak note, like in, uh, I mean, just whatever. I can't think of a song right now that gets really high pitched. But Chris Cody, he got up there and it was awesome. If you just listen to like, like just the instrumentals on that song, if there was a way to like separate it, that's a baby making song. You you give that to Bruno Mars and some babies are being made off of whatever he's doing with that. You're saying that Chris is not inspiring people to make babies. That's why he got the sheets, right? Salute sheets and giggles. Ooh. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> go ahead. We should have given a podcasting for Lent. <laughs> Dude, why did we? I could have totally claimed to be a religious guy for that purpose. <laughs> Can I talk I about my Zoom Zoom Stu. experience? Oh. I was meeting Stu. So this is the this is the first time we've talked face to face. The last time I called in on Zoom Zoom, I, I was just kind of I had my video off because I was a little nervous. But this time was you know much more calm, much more relaxed, and I'm so upset that I got cut out. I had no idea that was cutting out. I thought because I ended the story shortly when he was like Christmas, you were about to deliver us gold. I thought that's what was going on. But shout out Stugatz, shout out Billy Gill. He was he really wanted to get Jeanette. He wanted to have you on there. I don't know if you I don't know if you listened to it, Jeanette. Did you hear it? Stu Potty today when he was saying like, oh, she was in the waiting room. Where what happened? Here? I was gonna let her in. You know, yeah, it, it was the thing because I I hopped I hopped on, and it but it right up against a work Zoom, and it was like five minutes and and uh, I, I didn't get called in. So I'm like, unfortunately, I have to go and do this work thing that was mandatory. I would have liked to have been in there and get all the stories and um, meet the Ruffles man. Oh my, I didn't get to meet the Ruffles guy. I was, so I was about to click out of the Zoom because I had been waiting for like an hour and 15 minutes. 
And then I was like, there's no way Billy's bringing me on. And the minute I, I opened the Zoom to to log out is when I was on mute. And that's when Sugats was like, okay, Zoom, Zoom, Christmas. And then Billy was like, his audio is still connecting. I, I, I was seconds away from exiting. So I'm glad I didn't miss that opportunity. But it was really fascinating to hear top five stones. You know, I got to get in. I got to sneak in a little OLI in there. Did you guys appreciate the OLI? Mick Jagger. There we go. There we go. Barris right. muted again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did I say what I was going to say? Or do I not get to say it now? Go ahead, Barrett. Go ahead. Listening to Zoe was cathartic. It was so needed. And I miss Zoe so much. And then how they shit on his question about stalactites and stalagmites. <laughs> that was fucking gold. Because <laughs> they're not snows. That was so funny. Speaking of Zoe, check out Zoe on uh, our most recent upcoming episode of Cinema, where we review Solo. Special guest Zoe. Solzo. Han Zolo is what I called him. So, come on. Jags, man. Yeah, both, both, both solid, I would say. Jeanette, what were you getting to say? No, so with this project, um, I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if they would attempt it again, or if it would just be like we have to give ourselves time from it and focus on because they like, like they could take any number of things and turn them into like just and put it to this format, right? Just to to poke at it, so. Like what, the stuff with the dolphins, um, uh, the Jeter mess, any number of things. And just to continue to be irritants in the atmosphere that they that they reside in. They could even like do something with all the political stuff that they complain about in Miami. I was just going to say that if like, like a Dan heavy political musical would be uh, Dan heavy. Didn't I didn't mean to put those two. You know what I meant? Yes, um, you did. Debbie. Yes, um, you did. But yeah, I think that would be fucking hysterical. There's enough there that it could just that it makes stuff. But I don't know how much more of this they're, they're like willing to kind of like tap into it. Um, it was successful. And I think it. Now that the expectation has been set, it's it. It's like this is the level that they would have to deliver on if they do this again. And I don't know how well they would be okay with that. But I think now, like, when do we apply the pressure to see this on stage in a theater? Because as um, as Lou tweeted, uh, Mayor Matt, he does run, he manages a theater in Cartersville. Mm -hmm. Um he can move some stuff around, limited engagement, uh, to all proceeds benefiting uh, Zoo Miami, uh, Ron's, you know, growing endowment. And, uh, yeah. So, so do you see actors being hired for this or them playing it in your envision? I mean, it's got to be them, right? Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that's going to actually happen. I think that they're going to go I want to play a role so bad. I think that they're going to go animated. That's my prediction. That was my that was my guess too when we were talking about this before Jeanette. Like I was I figured they'd have same note too, bro. <laughs> I mean, they have a, basically a cartoonist on staff, right? So just tell Angel to fucking figure it out. <laughs> Angel, fucking figure it out, bro. No, it's it's just all the. Wouldn't it just be the simplest thing? Would be like the show tiles, trying to get them to talk, and it's kind of like remember when they would work remotely and they had the map and it would just show you yeah. like the castle. Yeah, so it'd be something like that. So it would just be like Angel's version of L.A. And and SoFi, and then the tiles like doing their thing. Mm. 
I guess I could see and it. Then they, could... And they can still, and then they can like get on a plane and go out west to LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that being said, though, it's such a large, it's such a hugely missed opportunity not to get Chris Cody actually on a stage, just because he's so good at like leaning into being the doofus, and it would be great to see it live. No, but as we heard and experienced from the show in New York, once Greg gets up there and he hears the applause, he's going to just like bask in it and he's going to forget and he's going to start coughing and throw everything off. Yeah, there's no way that Greg Cody can sing that song live one take all the way through. No fucking way. No, they'd all be lip syncing. I'm so worried about him. <laughs> I'm so, just so worried. He sounds so bad. Oh, I thought you meant about his toe. Oh, you didn't no, like that his happened. Song? That, my toes look the same. I'm worried about him so much. Just, Back in my day was a banger. It was so you- good, but I'm just talking about him on the show in general. Oh, like, okay, okay. Like, I, I need, like, I, I, typically tweet out a picture of like a mix mash of like, it's like a collage of photos of like him struggling to drink water, stew gots. And then there's like this guy holding his throat and there's some halls in there too. Oh, just it's, it's hurt. It's painful. It's painful. These last few ones, like I know that they keep making a joke of it, but I'm like, I'm seriously worried about Greg. You can tell a lot if you listen to the Greg Cody show, because I'm pretty sure they do it like later at night. And his voice sometimes is just wrecked. Well, getting old sucks. That's why I had made the suggestion, like, instead of Chris, like, having to chaperone his dad to these doctor's visits. And I understand from his point of view, it's like, he's a concerned son. He wants to see, like, what is my dad telling you? And so that I like if he's telling you he does take this medicine or he does use this inhaler that I can tell you, no, he does not, because I have seen him, blah, 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 blah. Greg's team of physicians, cardiologists, pulmonologist, general practitioner, podiatrist, pharmacist, uh, greeter at, you know, the CVS counter, whatever. They all need to subscribe to all the podcasts, specifically listen on Tuesday and hear his voice go from, you know, local hour to the end and then they take their 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 notes and they are just like whoa you know maybe they'll write like a paper on him it'll get published you know in the new england journal of medicine you know (laughs) diagnosis via podcast listening yeah diagnosis code uh uh cody cody cough right like when when that could be a new thing Perfect. Right, he like, got a like, stomach uh, diagnosis over a podcast, so this isn't too far out of reach. There you go. And you know, I mean, this could be like a new opportunity in like the next wave of medicine because you got to figure every human on the planet has a podcast now, right? So if we could just harvest those and submit them to doctors, you know, there might be being, you know, maybe we could pick up on a lot of diagnoses that. Speaking of which, if any of our listeners out there are doctors and hear that I have, you know, some terrible thing inside of me by the way that I'm speaking, please DM me. <laughs> but DM you know, him at, at Jagsman. Yeah, perfect. No copay though. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm looking for pro bono advice here. Prono. So that really petered out. Yeah. So how about okay? Uh, so what can Ukraine we do? Russia, live huh? in... Oh God! Come on. <laughs> Nothing stops the NFL. Is this heaven or hell? I can't tell. Ooh, is the witching hour? He is selling that. I love it. I love that line. Oh my oh, God! That's Man, so good. Soul into it. Can I try my best version of it? No. There's this show, Summer House, that I've been watching, and it's a reality TV show, and it's just absolutely fascinating. And I'm going to bring this up later on in a, in a episode on a different podcast. 
um, featuring. Oh, plug! What podcast are you talking? about? I'm not doing that. On, I don't like doing that on here. Um, it's kind of like when Mike wanted to do mic'd up on on the Levitard show. But uh, All right, I've been well, thinking I'll about do it. famous it's the Cutthroat Podcast with Cut, Patty and. The question that I'm going to ask Billy is which athletes would you like to put into a summer house for a summer? And like, you're going to be able to choose four. You're, you know, you want, you want the four um, males, you want the four women. So I, I kind of want to know who he's going to put together, but like, I'm going to give you guys a little sneak peek at three people that I specifically want in my summer house. And it's Patrick Mahomes, his brother and his girlfriend. I want them all in there because they would make for terrific reality TV, especially after the little spicy nuggets we were getting from him at the sidelines at the Texas Tech game. You know what I'm saying? You, did you see that? Did you, do you guys know what I'm talking? Do you know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm aware. Jeanette, are you aware? Right, so Jeanette's looking at me. Okay, okay. Because when she was like, "Think about a sideline," I assume it's his brother doing a stupid TikTok video. No, no, no. So it was Patrick, or so this is the way it was presented on Twitter. So this might not necessarily be true. But it was Patrick. Is it his girlfriend, fiance, wife? I, I, fiance. Fiance. Okay. Mother of his child. Baby mama. Baby mama. The, mama. There we go. Note so too. yeah. Uh, so she turned to a friend Maria. and said, "Patrick told me that I have like resting bitch face." I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> and when, when, like that's Mitch what McConnell they said. Doesn't want you to watch this show. <laughs> the funniest thing Jeff said all night that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> continue pal i'm sorry uh no okay so she said like patrick just said i had resting bitch face or something like that i need to stop her i'm I'm paraphrasing but like that alone i know their dynamic along with his brother in a reality tv show house would be incredible so i guess my question in my lopic is for you guys here which athletes would you like to see in reality television i have mine okay now, I think he's going to be the most boring one, but he's going to be pivotal to all of this. LeBron. Okay. He's he's sprinkling spicy nuggets throughout that. He's telling he's feeding information to people throughout the house that's starting drama. I agree. You don't think he'll be LA fake? No, that he's going to be LA fake. He's going to be LA fake to people when they're like coming to like confide in him and he's going to be like, "Oh, why would so and so do that?" Little do they know, he was the they one kind of feeding tell you to shut up. God. Number two, Frank Vogel. Um, oh, okay. Oh, you better not. Number three. You better not. No, no, no. You don't even know where I'm going. All right, all right. All right you don't even ahead. know where I'm going. Jeff, shut up. JJ Burria. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Spicy. Does Dirk come to visit? I like this. Yeah, because if because that's like part of the you're the friend of the friend, and in these reality shows, that's always like the introduction. And then I have because, like I said, we have the friend of the friend. So sometimes the friends that you have are better than the people that the main cast. So we have to have Rich Paul in there for the occasional Adele sliding through to see her honey. There you go. Get that very pivotal. That would be a good reality TV show. Jeanette, what are you doing Wednesday? I don't know. Trying to get Cuddy? Maybe. Okay, let me know. Um. All right. Are you gonna do Cob? Are Are you done, Jeanette, or do you have more for your list? Keep going. No, that's it. Because excellent choices. Because I can't. I'm trying. Throw Genie Bus in there. I want to throw some like other irritants, and I'm. That's like the main. You always have to have one person that is just happy to be the jerk and will say the things that nobody else wants to say because everybody else wants to get along. And then there's the one person's like, why did? Why is he here? It's like, oh, it's the the keeping it real person, and. I, I got a, I got a list if you want. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. All right. No, do do your own house. I'm going to have Rashid Wallace in there. Oh, so great choice. Anytime an argu- somebody wins an argument, he just screams at the loser, ball don't lie. Um, so I, I'm going there for sure. I'm going, well, actually, I should say my first thought was Russell Westbrook and five starving tigers. 
Um, <laughs> but moving past that, because that seemed unlikely. Um, so we're going to go Rashid. We're going to go Rondo. Because hmm. Rondo is the most conniving motherfucker in the NBA. And he will be lying to this person and lying to that person and getting them to lie to each other based upon the lies that he has spread and poking all the buttons at the right time. And Rondo's a sketchy fuck. I bet you he would be great in, in uh, one of these situations. Um, and then I'd like to have Paul George and Seth Curry. Specifically some... the little brother. Well, you because you know the drama there, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With dating. Oh man. Yeah. So what what is it exactly? <laughs> Seth is married to Hi Walter. N- no, it was Paul George was dating Seth's sister, right? It was his sister. And then bailed and, on her and, when and she and got he, pregnant. He was cheating on her. Paul George was cheating cheated on her with his current wife who was a stripper who he happened to impregnate. Right. Okay. So yeah, so I'm going to go that and then to round it off I would like Don Nelson current Don Nelson just like long hair and skinny and stoned to fuck all the time just to be like sitting in the corner and like giving the youngsters a piece of advice every once in a while. Um, And then I'm going to finish it with what's Walter saying? Oh, Walter could fuck off. Um, Maybe Ernie Johnson. Maybe Ernie. Ooh, Ernie in a summer house. Yeah. It'd be kind of a little, little screwball, a little, a little bit different than normal, but you know, it'd be funny to see like such a sweet like old man trying to navigate the summer house. Did y'all uh, know that he's a dog? Ernie Johnson. So is Walter. No. <laughs> National champ. Georgia Bulldogs. Ooh, I-, I figured out who I want as my uh, additional irritant in my house. Kyrie Irving. Oh, that was my X Factor. Oh, that's a, oh my that's God, ringer. that's such a good one. That was that's my a ringer. X Factor. Wow. I had, I had three. I kept it to three, like the original topic said or he, whatever. He would I got show one. up. Terrell early. Owens would be really good in a summer house. Actually, okay, you know so what? he was on a challenge and he bitched out. Last, Never mind. Before Can anyone sh- takes my last one, I just have to throw out Lolo Jones. She's coming in. She is a firecracker. She's, She's coming a fire- in to stir drama. Yeah, shout out the challenge. She, uh, but you know, when she was on the regular season in the challenge, she didn't bring that fire and tenacity like she brought in the challenge all-stars. I mean, not all-stars, challenge versus pros. And I just wanted some of that fire, but she is really good for reality TV. So that's a great choice. Her and Terrell Owens, when they were on the challenge, they were so good. Jeanette, back to you. Sorry. No, I just already have like my opening scene for my summer house. It's Kyrie arriving before everybody and he's saging all of the house. Not only is he saging all the house, he's getting the biggest room for himself. And the couple, the, the couple that's coming into the house who should have that master bedroom is not going to get it. So I, as everyone that's is a coming very, in. It's a very Kyrie contentious thing in a summer early. house. Who gets the master bedrooms? The opening scene in my season is just like cutting forward in the season to do a little peak preview. And there's everybody gets into an argument and it ends up with Rashid just throwing everybody. Can we put Blake Griffin in one of y'all's shows too? He's an entertainer. He's him, good. He's who's who's in your house? Who's in your house? Well, so a couple of the names have been listed and then Blake Griffin and Lolo Jones. He's an entertainer. He is funny as shit and he would be able to be like just making fun of everybody's dramatic self. Like he, he is a come good, in. he's a decent stand-up. He'll come in and see Kyrie Irving staging the whole place, and he'll immediately just like start laughing and go and get his room. You know what I mean? He he's gonna be able to not get mad and make fun of everyone, and then yeah, he's just gonna troll people. It's gonna be good. Slight, slight tweak on this: Who is the one athlete that you could not be put in a house with for a summer? Tim Tebow, Russell Westbrook. Austin You're being Rivers. prisoner of the moment. Are you serious? I don't want to be in a, I don't want to be in a summer house with Russell Westbrook at all. 
too much tood. Wait, I I would like to point out before this prisoner of the moment bullshit talk, that dude has been my least favorite player in the NBA for 15 years. Same. He's been he's been crap forever. And I told y'all I'm gonna get I do this every couple of weeks. I have Did to you? get it out. Did you tell us? I, I told y'all. I heard it. That that motherfucker would ruin this team. And what's happened? He ruined the team. Trash. Ass. Shit. Bench him. Get the fuck out of here. And the person I wouldn't want to be in a summer house with would be um, Jose Altuve. Because I'd have to be like, I'd have to be going to all of like the top cabinets to like get him his cereal, you know, to to help him take off his buzzer at the end of the night. I'm, I'm not down to be a nanny for anybody. I imagine you just seeing him in the house. Going and getting a trash can, putting it over him, and then just hitting it with a bat over and over again. <laughs> That's right, little Jose. How do you like it? There would That's be no tra- there would be no trash cans in that house. I already know. There would be like like how are we like just it's just a black trash bag tied to a cabinet. We're just throwing everything out the window. There you go. Like everything uh, is getting flushed. They're going down the garbage. To oh, this is going to be such a good summer house. Like, and now I want to see the show. I want to see it so bad. <laughs> Me and You're going to watch real summer house and just be disappointed. I like the idea of James Harden being on Big Brother. So it's totally isolated. And then he just gets thrown off because he was trying to have strippers sneak in. And they're just like, bro, the whole thing's on camera. It's a TV show. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> when I get cutty and I talk about this, I'm going to like subconsciously be bringing your guys' choices with me. It would happen because... Ball don't lie. It, it, would, it could happen, Jeff, because people have figured out like where the Big Brother lot is. Yeah, yeah. You can see so it. So you would, you would get the aerial above. photo. It would yeah. be a TMZ story. There's the aerial photo. And it would be the street, and you would see the strippers with their stripper gear, like they're tossing it over. <laughs> They've got grappling what, hooks, and that's dun, what dun, alerts dun, dun, dun. the production staff because they will issue an alert: "Hey, you guys have to go inside um, because something is going on outside for your safety." They won't say what, and then they'll focus in, and then they will see that it's, you know, tactically equipped equipped ladies of the evening. <laughs> that's no, different stri- different it, sorry just strippers. what is it it's the uh um the naked ballet there you go these female entertainers uh are trying to make their way in and it's a breach of security and that's how he gets kicked out so i'm saying and that alone i guess would be a good episode so long as it's the first episode you know i like it i like the idea of them parachuting in better to be honest with you <laughs> James Harden gets thrown out of Big Brother house for having strippers try to parachute in at the in the middle of the night. Like that's gold. <laughs> salute Juju Gotti. Salute yeah. Donda. <laughs> salute me once, shame on me. Salute me thirteen times. I don't give a shit about Donda. <laughs> Congrats, uh, Kim Kardashian, on being newly single. You are oh, the girl. Hey, she's not single. She's just not married. I want I want to say that I am very Move away girl. Move away. So uh, to get a little serious, you know, if anybody's thinking that like, oh, this is so romantic, how Kanye is trying to win her back, it, he's absolutely unhinged and his behavior is toxic and dangerous. So I just wanted to make that very clear. I'm worried about Kim Kardashian based on his behavior. He does seem a bit crazy, but I do like the fact that the guy she's currently hanging out with is well twofold two things one he's like oh you think that's crazy <laughs> uh, but two um he in, in reality um he kind of laughs a, about what that was a pretty good limited fake Pete davidson i'm sorry Thank for you. cutting you off appreciate that um i've but, also uh, had beer uh beer love beer Sh- salute beer <laughs> shout out beer there you go uh cheers but you know at least like pete davidson looks at this crap and i'm pretty sure he's like oh fuck that dude's crazy we should probably leave him alone and then he just keeps it rolling man and as much as you know there's always all the debates about why everyone dates pete davidson 
I think it might just because he's a decent dude. Um, and she hasn't had a decent dude in like forever. So if that's decent the case, dude with a decent. Hmm? No, not, not decent. Massive hog. We can say it. Oh, well, I mean, Mog. The, the, so the phrase big dick energy was created because of him. I th- so, yeah. What's that saying, really? That is saying something. Yes. Because when Ariana, really? when Ariana Grande was tweeting about it, um, that's when it came to fruition that. She would know because she's had some big ones in her life. <laughs> big Sean. There you go. Uh, she had Mac too. Wasn't that Big Sean? Make that motherfucking hammer time like oh. Nailed this it. has been Laughter the Club. Your host, Jeff, out in LA. Jeanette, also out in Southern California. We got Jagsman out in Florida. Mr. Dude Fall himself. And me, pal. Pal Christmas. Thanks for joining us, y'all. <laughs>